Oh, hey, everyone. It's me, Casey Campbell. We are back for another episode of My Living Room Couch. Not gonna lie, this episode's <laughs> random as heck. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's a bunch of random things that I've been like writing down over the past like week and a half. And we're gonna discuss them. <laughs> Because that's what my living room couch is all about. So what have I been up to? I've been busy. I'm not even going to lie. I was up in the mountains for like five days. And that was freaking fantastic. I went on like a hike in the snow. Got a little sketch at times. Was real slippery. Did not have the proper shoes. <laughs> but still, real fun. Good times. Good memories. Um, Made a lot of fires made a lot of fires, watched a lot of movies, worked on my pod, worked on my merch store, read some books, enjoyed Christmas with the fam. All around solid, solid time. New Year's, great. I've been hibernating all weekends and I'm recording this on Monday, which is actually technically the day that we're celebrating New Year's Day since New Year's Day landed on a Sunday. That's how that works, right? When a national holiday lands on a Sunday, you celebrate it on the Monday after. Yeah. So yeah, I've been chilling. I'm not going to lie. We're doing <laughs> new life 2023 tomorrow morning because I feel like everyone's on the same page. This weekend was, it was like a four day weekend for me at work and it just <laughs> really got out of hand quick. Okay. Got out of hand quick. And then I was like, okay, now I can't, I can't start my New Year's list till the third, obviously, because the first and the second Sunday and Monday don't count. Is everyone else on the same page with me with this? I think so. I think we all get to slide because of that situation. Um, What else do I want to update you guys on with Christmas? Because I feel like since I took a little time off, I mean, I didn't take time off. I gave you guys two episodes before Christmas, but still, it's been kind of a minute. Okay, let's discuss some of the things that have to do with Christmas since we're finishing up that chapter. Okay, Christmas hauls, you guys. So obviously, if any of you guys are on TikTok and your For You page is similar to mine at all, you know who Alex Earl is, okay? And she like basically blew up by doing like relatable get ready with me's. But to be honest, like, yeah, the way she talks and the way she her like mannerisms and whatnot. Yeah, that's relatable, but her life is not relatable at all. So that's where I'm a little bit confused. Love her. No hate to her at all, but it's not like relatable. Like she's a really fucking wealthy girl in Miami. Like, you know, like not that relatable, but anyways, love her stuff, love her content. And she did something that I was very impressed by. She did not do a Christmas haul. And I thought that was badass because I agree with her. I think they're tacky as fuck. I think we are in a time in the world where people are really fucking struggling financially, you know, like inflation is a bitch. <laughs> and I just think there's something so like not cute about like Christmas time where everyone is struggling and everyone is like, things are expensive. People are trying to see family scrounging money together for that, doing whatever they can to get their loved one, like a gift or two. And then you have these like rich bitches on like in like influencer talk just going off about all the shit that they got on Christmas and it's like all like designer stuff and it's all like thousands of dollars and yeah it fucking annoys me too and I think it's tacky as hell and I think that whatever we get on Christmas like that's amazing and like be so thankful but we don't need to like show it off to the world right that's kind of my my little opinion that's my two cents and I was like yeah girl Alex Earl go off agree 
what else did I do up in the mountains? I watched some movies as I do. I love, I'm a movie girl. So one movie, I mean, we, we watched Beauty and the Beast cause I always watch Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> but then we watched, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, but it reminded me how fucking good this movie is. You guys, I rarely like get chills over my entire body to the point that it makes me emotional. It, it rarely happens, but when it does happen, there's a few times it does during a Disneyland or Disney world fireworks show bitch (laughs) nothing makes me get full body chills butterflies and emotion the way a disneyland fireworks show does i can't explain it it just it brings tears to my eyes i think it's so fucking magical i've seen it a million times it does not matter i will chills everywhere the greatest fucking showman this movie man it's so good same thing it gives me the chills and butterflies emotional I can't even explain it it is such a freaking good movie if you have not seen it highly recommend okay I'm a musical girl I am I used to like be ashamed of that because I don't know I've had annoying boyfriends in the past that used to make fun of me (laughs) but I am I love musicals and this is the type of musical that even if you don't like musicals you'll still love it and I say that with confidence. The whole story is amazing. It's like inspirational. It's actually based on a true story. And I'm obsessed. All the songs, all the dances. We watched it up in the mountains during Christmas. And even my mom and dad were like, yeah, like this is really good. The trapeze scene. Let's discuss. First off, Zac Efron and Zendaya, if you didn't know, they actually rehearsed and practiced this shit for like months. Like that's like really them doing that shit, which is impressive. I have taught myself this entire trapeze scene. <laughs> okay. I know all the words to this song, Rewrite the Stars. Oh, so good. And I know all the choreography and I like all dance around my living room pretending I'm trapezing and it's great. So if you guys ever watch this movie and you see the trapeze scene, just think of me in my living room, sober as hell, just trying to do this shit on my own in my imaginary world because I fucking love it. So we watched that movie. What else did we watch? We watched um, Glass Onion, the like, yeah, what's it called? The Knives Out Mystery. Honestly, not good. Not good, you guys. It was too long. It was too slow. Everything did finally come together at the end, but in my opinion, really overrated. And it's unfortunate because like everyone in the planet is in the freaking movie, which for whatever reasons, a lot of the time when they have like a lot of A-listers in a movie or a lot of like famous people in general, it it never is very good. Have you guys noticed that? Because I noticed that. Like me, I had a hard time getting through this movie. Not a fan. What movie I was a fan of. <laughs> and ladies, if you've seen it, you know what I mean. The Invitation. Woo! The guy that plays the really scary dude. You you know who I'm talking. I don't want to spoil the whole movie for you, but what's his name? Walter Deville or whatever. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, that got me feeling tingly. He <laughs> he's something else. Yeah, love this movie. I've always been a vampire freak. Okay, always as long as I can remember. Some people may think that's weird. I own it. Big fan of vampires. So this movie was obviously right up my alley as soon as I realized what it was about. And yeah, it didn't disappoint. It's not like the greatest movie in the world, but he's hot as hell, that actor. Like, hot as hell. Recommend. Ladies, this is mainly to all of you. 
there's who cares about the plot he is the plot you know what i mean that's that's where we're at um what else did we do That's kind of what I did during Christmas, okay? I watched some movies. Then as soon as I um got back from Christmas, I actually watched. So I'm always staying on top of, like, the top 10 situation on Netflix, okay? I'm always seeing, like, what's a new top 10 show? What's a new top 10 movie? And I got back from Christmas, and I was having a chill night, and I saw that the new After movie was out and it was like number four on top 10 movies and I was like obviously obviously gotta watch it you guys (laughs) you guys you guys you guys what's the new one that just came out I think it's like after ever happy here I want to double check really quick so I don't like say anything incorrect um sorry you guys I'm like looking at my phone really quick I may or may not edit this out yeah it's after ever happy okay so these movies let's discuss really quick are they award-winning films no (laughs) absolutely the fuck not um are they a little cringe yeah a hundred percent they can be a hundred percent however and I will say some of the movies are more cringe than others like I loved the first one I think the second one with Dylan Sprouse was pretty cringe and then the third one kind of got good again and then this last one this last one that just came out after ever happy this one fucked me up this one made me cry more than I've cried in a really long time (laughs) like this was a sad movie like this was some sad shit and I feel like you can only really like understand this movie if you've like ever been with someone that just like has so much issues and like they're trying so hard to be a good person and you know they are but they're just not good for you you know like that kind of toxic relationship it's like almost worse because it's not a toxic relationship with someone you know that's just like a piece of shit and you don't give a fuck about it's like a toxic relationship with someone that you know is trying their absolute best to be right and good for you and it's so fucking sad this movie for real it's so sad but it's also so good and I just cried my eyeballs out and I will say you guys these movies are freaking hot Like, this is the type of shit I wish the Fifty Shades of Grey movies gave. Like, this is the type of chemistry that the Fifty Shades of Grey movies needed, okay? Because I'm letting you know right now, if you watch any of those naughty scenes in After Ever Happy, (laughs) and, like, if you've never experienced that kind of naughtiness with someone, like, that kind of just, like, firework, you're missing out. you're missing out there's still some good shit out there that you have to look forward to and if you want to know what you have to look forward to go watch this movie because I'm telling you it's out there and it's real and (laughs) you deserve it okay ladies you don't deserve the toxic him being toxic but you deserve the sex that comes with that at least once you got at least once in your life actually no we're we're manifesting healthy relationships and toxic sex for everyone okay But yeah, so that movie fucked me up. I was shocked. I was ready for just like a a naughty movie and I ended up crying my fucking eyeballs out. So yeah, go check it out. But it's sad. So get get ready for to shed a tear or two. Okay. Yeah, like the last 12 minutes of, 
I think it's like um the third one. The last 12 minutes of like the I don't know. It's the one where I don't want to spoil everything, okay? Because if I say what I'm going to say, it's literally going to spoil like a huge fucking thing. It's either the last 12 minutes of After Ever Happy or it's the last 12 minutes of the movie right before After Ever Happy, but it is like the saddest fucking 12 minutes <laughs> I've experienced in a while. And I just needed to discuss that. Okay, let's talk about... What do I want to talk about? Okay, before I dive in... Because I actually have a few different things about, like, relationships and stuff that has, like, come up and I I need to discuss. And just, like, dating in general. Okay, but before we get into that, because we're on a little roll with movies and shows right now I'm also going to talk about two books that I got because that is still the theme of this this little pod you know mental health and just like movies and books and all the, that jazz um Emily in Paris you guys so some of you may be shocked that I have not watched any season of Emily in Paris and whenever people find that out they're blown away because it's right up my fucking alley okay it is it's the whole fashion world Paris is like number one on my bucket list love it here for it love everything about it but I haven't watched the show and I can't really explain why I think I tried watching like one or two episodes of season one a while ago and I just didn't get into it right away and then I just kind of gave up on it but my best friend Carly she recently binged like the entire I guess like the new season of Emily in Paris just came out not that long ago she binged like the whole season in in a weekend and she texted me she's like Casey have you watched Emily in Paris yet and I'm like no I haven't and she's like Casey it is your show like it's your show like every time I watch the show I think of you and I'm like fuck okay I have to watch it then because that's a pretty big statement and she's like seriously you're going to love it like you're going to love 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 it and I guess like there's a whole romance situation with someone named Alfie nobody give away anything nobody nobody spoil anything because I'm still at the end of season one where she's got a plethora of men okay Emily in Paris has mad game okay now that I'm watching this this chick is so much game it's unbelievable okay ladies take notes and one of the greatest thing about her is like she's oblivious to how much game she has you know like she just these dudes are just swooning they're dropping like flies left and right and she's just being herself and she's literally clueless and i fucking love it but one line from like season one that just absolutely fucking killed me first and it was like it reminded me of me as soon as carly told me like Emily reminds her of me I was like what do you mean and this line I was like okay now I kind of get it also side note I used to work um back in the day I would be in like downtown LA like fashion district showrooms and I used to like steam gowns for runway shows and for trunk shows and stuff like I used to do all this shit back in the day um it was like my dream to like go move to New York and like work in fashion but you know life life changes Anyways, in season one, she has this fucking weird situation with her neighbor, okay? Clearly, they're very much into each other. I don't think I'm spoiling anything for anyone, but if you haven't seen Emily in Paris, like, don't listen to this part. This part. But she has this really weird situation with her neighbor, and obviously, they're very much into each other, but he has a girlfriend, and it's she's in a, she's in a pickle, okay? Because they're, they're in the type of situation where they literally can't be alone together without, like, shit hitting the fan, and you can't, you can't be like that when he has a girlfriend. 
So anyways, and she's like friends with the girlfriend. So it's like, it's a weird, uncomfortable situation. So they go on vacation to his girlfriend's like family's mansion and it's him and her alone together. And she doesn't want to be alone with him because she knows, she knows what will happen if they're alone together. And this guy's like, so what are you doing? Are you coming with me to the market or what? And she's like, no, she's like a picture. What'd she say? She was like, a she was like a romantic bike ride to a picturesque country mart. Should we just do it in the barn? An hour later, I was screaming. Sarcastic humor like that fucking kills me. Um, but yeah, I'm very much into the show. I'm so hooked on Emily in Paris now, you guys. It like I've that's all I've been doing, you guys. I went out for the new year. I didn't really do anything um, New Year's Eve. I kept it very low key, like made my vision boards and stuff. I went out the night before and then I've been with my dog and I've been hibernating and like getting shit done. But I have been binge watching the shit out of Emily in Paris this weekend and her talking shit about a romantic bike ride through to a picturesque country mart fucking killed me. So you guys, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I'm going to finish season one tonight and I'm starting season two tomorrow. And I can't wait to know what this Alfie situation is because I've also heard, because if you guys all know, I went absolutely fucking fair roll over Bridgerton season one when it came out. Okay. Everything about it. You guys, I've watched Bridgerton season one, I think like five times. I have like all the soundtracks okay because there's different soundtracks if you don't know there's like the the pop songs that are like the violin situation and then there's the actual soundtrack there's two different things I got both those soundtracks obsessed Farrell could watch Simon and Daphne over and over and over again never really got into season two I've given it like four shots and every single time it's been a fail so I'm a season one girl for Bridgerton and everyone is telling me if I love like the Simon and the Daphne situation, I'm going to love this like Alfie and Emily situation. So I got to get to this current season and know what the fuck's going on because everyone is making me very curious. Okay. So that's that. What else are we going to talk about? Okay. little update on my anxiety. Um, you guys, my appetite is basically fully back. And I'm getting shit done. Like, I'm really handling shit, you guys. Like, I'm just, like, every single day I'm staying on my schedule. I'm, like, filling my day with errands. I'm, um, I just signed up for personal training with Nicole. So I have, like, a whole, like, menu for, like, every day for all my meals. I'm going to the gym. What else is happening? I'm getting shit done on our merch store. That's like actually really exciting. So that's coming soon. Okay. Side note. It's tempting you guys. Fun little quick announcement. We're coming back Friday the 13th. So yeah, like really fucking soon. Um, Aaron and I were like, should we do Friday the 13th? Are we suspicious? And I was like, I think it's fucking on brand for us <laughs> to come back on Friday the 13th. So we are, we're coming back Friday the 13th. Merch may or may not be happening that day. Wink, wink. Um, okay, I got off. I got off track, but we had to mention that. Also, if any of you guys saw Aaron's announcement, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it now because me and Aaron are going to save that to discuss together with all of you. But go check out our Instagram and go like her most recent post because 
some big freaking exciting news. <laughs> and that's why we took a, well, it's one of the reasons we took a break for so long. But yeah, I can't wait till we record and talk about it with all of you because we're both, especially Erin and her man. Everyone's very excited. It's all good. All good things. We like, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to tell the whole story and everything <laughs> with you guys because it was a whirlwind. Let me tell you, it's not even my, it's not even my life and it was a whirlwind for me. Okay. What else random little things do I want to talk about? So I walked into Hollister recently and I was shook. Do you guys like, okay, so obviously I watched that documentary that just came out recently on Abercrombie and Fitch because I worked for Abercrombie and Hollister back in the day. And like I've worked at a few different Abercrombie and Fitches. I worked at a few different Hollisters. I worked at different Abercrombie kids. I worked like at a bunch of different locations between the Thousand Oaks Mall and the Woodland Hills Mall. I worked a lot, <laughs> a lot. And I, I used to like live in those stores, okay? And one thing specifically about Hollister, they were both crazy dark, but very much Hollister. Like you would walk into a Hollister, you guys, and you would like lose your friends and family, okay? It was a dark ass maze. Like, do you remember the fitting rooms? Like going down there in that little hallway and like they had those little like curtains that were really like heavy canvas, but you couldn't see shit. Like when you would try and close, like it was so freaking dark. So I walked in Hollister and I was blown away. There's lights, you guys. <laughs> There's lights. It's well lit. Um, it's totally different. It's not all jungly in there anymore. Like it used to be. It's, it was an experience. I was like kind of shocked. I was just like looking around in awe. The rebrand is very evident at the, at those stores. I haven't been to an Abercrombie in a while, but Hollister blew my fucking mind, you guys. So if you really want to get your socks blown off, <laughs> go walk into a Hollister if you haven't been in one in 10 years, because you'll be shook. Okay. This is something that I want to discuss. So even though I'm taking time off social media, I still like scroll through TikTok every now and then or just like look at random things. And also side note, okay, obviously some of you guys that follow me on social media, you saw over New Year's Eve weekend, I posted like a drink of mine on my story. Okay. And that was like the first thing I've posted that wasn't basically either promoting like a friend's business or my own podcasts. And people really had the audacity to talk some shit. They were like, oh, my God, like, you're already back to social media. Okay, first off, I was buzzed as fuck, okay, low-key drunk. And I posted a drink <laughs> on my story, okay? I think it's pretty evident that I've, I'm taking a pretty serious social media break. I, like, literally am not posting anything at all. Like, I don't know. People are just, I I cannot. You guys are You guys are something else, let me tell you. I think it's pretty fucking clear that my social media habits have been drastically different than they've been in the past. And I just think it's funny that in a drunken moment, I post a picture of my drink and people are, like, already talking shit. So, shout out to the person I blocked the other day for being a moron. <laughs> But anyways, um, as I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, people are just giving Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber shit again. And I have to like, I really do have to go off on this for a second because obviously you guys, I'm, I'm a Justin Bieber and a Hailey Bieber fan. Okay. Love Selena Gomez too, but like I'm, I'm a stan for the Biebers and I think it is so fucking weird 
that grown ass adults, okay, especially like grown ass women, and I'm not just talking like in their like 20s, 30s, I'm talking like there's some like 40, 50, like 60 year old women in these comments that just tear Hailey Bieber apart because they still are stuck on the fact that like Selena and Justin are supposed to be together, which is fucking. Do you have any idea how fucking psycho that sounds? Like you, you sound insane. Like you, I do. I really need you to know that. Like this, this, this Selena and Justin situation. They were like children. They were like literally like twelve and thirteen years old when they first met. They were like first love puppy love, and it's great. And like we're we are here for that. And like we love that. But it's like so fucking weird that you guys are like so obsessed with this situation to the point you're bullying his wife of like five fucking years on every social media site imaginable like that is so bizarre to me and I just it's not like this is like uh I think when they first like announced they were engaged everyone was like oh my god like this is gonna be like a two-second thing and like it's never gonna last and it came out of nowhere but then it's like okay maybe that you could have said that then but it's been like five years like they've literally been married like her last name is Bieber as fuck like legally she's Haley Bieber okay for five years like when he dies like she's on his life insurance policy okay she's like in his will like she she is his wife you guys and it's freaking weird I'm sorry I have to say it because I'm I've seen people that follow me that are Selena people and it's we can be Selena fans without being weird towards Justin Bieber's wife. But one thing that people, this is, I got so sidetracked, but this annoyed the shit out of me. The videos that I've been seeing recently is people are like saying that he doesn't like give a fuck about her because when they go out, she's like all dressed up head to toe. Like she's like, she has a fit. Okay. Like she looks like she's ready to walk the runway. And then like he comes out of like their van behind her and he's wearing like he looks like he rolled out of bed a lot of the time okay he's wearing like a huge hoodie like baggy jeans like just not dressed up at all and people are like oh my god like that just shows how like disconnected they are and like blah 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 I think it's the exact fucking opposite you guys I think they're both just doing their own fucking thing and they just let each other do their own fucking thing and they let each other be their own person He's been super fucking famous, okay? He's trying to be more laid back. He's trying to be chill. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this. Back in the day, he was, like, going, like, 110 on, like, neighborhood streets in Calabasas, like, drunk on a Tuesday afternoon, okay? He's been through some shit, okay? He's just trying to chill. He's just trying to go to dinner with his wife, so he throws on a hoodie, and he has his jeans on, and his, like, converse, and he's doing his thing, and she's cool at that. She's not forcing him to, like, dress up or whatever, vice versa she's like an it girl model like isn't she like the a brand ambassador for like christian dior she has her own like beauty company now she's a freaking victoria's secret model like when she goes out to dinner that's her time to like put a fucking fit together because i'm just saying like if i had a glam squad and like a stylist at my disposal i would go out looking like a freaking supermodel too okay like go off queen do you like just because your man doesn't want to get dressed up who the fuck cares like it ain't about him like she's she's putting together a look okay and I fucking get it and I think it's awesome that he lets her do her thing and she lets him do his thing and they go out and it doesn't matter that they're like not matching okay they're just comfortable in their own skin 
And I think that's a really fucking healthy thing. And I think it's weird as hell that people are making fun of that. Like, right? Do you guys get it? I, I get it. I get it. And plus, like, another thing that bothers me, too, is everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, she just married him for money. I'm, like, really going on a tangent about this fucking situation. It just so, it really annoys me at this point. Because even, like, when Haley Bieber went on Call Her Daddy, freaking Alex Cooper had to, like, make the call, like, make it so you couldn't comment on the episode because people were bullying this woman so much because of who she's married to. It's, like, actually, like, it's not normal. It's a sickness. But one thing that people, like, Selena fans or people that hate Haley Bieber, that one thing that they say about her all the time is that she would be, like, nothing without Justin Bieber's money. Like, she she married him for money. And it's like, she would be just fine. Like, yeah, maybe she wouldn't be as rich, you guys, but she's like been on the cover of Vogue. She has her own own beauty brand. Like she's been on runway shows. She's like an it girl. Like she's like, we all were getting chrome nails because of this chick. She's like, she was going to be just fine without Justin Bieber. She makes her own money, my friends. Like it's just, I just, I had to go on a rant because... I just, I had to. I really, really had to. And you know what? Speaking of, like, famous people, let's discuss, like, the Pete Davidson situation. Because I have something to say on that. A lot of people are like, I don't get it. Like, why does Pete Davidson pull the girls, like, the women that he pulls? And if you don't understand, let me be the one to explain it to you. Because it's pretty fucking simple. (laughs) Okay? First off. Big dick energy doesn't doesn't just mean like you have a big dick, okay? Big dick energy is like a lifestyle. It's like a it's like an aura. It's like a confidence. It's just like you are like that dude in the room, okay? Big dick energy. Like it's just it's an energy and it's a it's a confidence. It's like an alpha male type thing and it's it's a vibe. It's a fucking vibe, okay? And you either have it or you don't. And Pete Davidson has it a hundred percent. He's also funny as hell. Okay. I saw a meme recently and it fucking killed me. And I was like, damn, I wish I was like on social media because I would post this, but I stayed strong. Okay. I stayed strong and I didn't post it, but it made me laugh because it's so fucking true. It was like funny guys are so dangerous because one second they'll just be making you laugh, 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 laugh. And then boom, you're naked. And it's so true. That is the story of my fucking life. You guys, there has been men, and there are men. Never forget this. If you're a dude listening to this, this is like Bible, okay? Girls, you know what I'm talking about. You've you've experienced this before. When you meet a guy, and he's so fucking hot, okay? I'm talking like perfection. Everything about this guy is like your type. And then he, like everything, like the way he dresses, everything about him, perfect. And then he opens his mouth. And there's no fucking personality. He ain't making you giggle. (laughs) He ain't. There's just nothing. Okay. And he immediately just went from like a 12 to like a negative three. Like right then. Quick. Quick. 12 to negative three. Like, Like dream man to not even a possibility. If a man is funny and confident and swaggy, like, oh, done. You guys done. So Pete Davidson has that for him. He has big dick energy. Okay, confidence. He he knows it. He brings energy into a room. He's funny as fuck. He's successful. 
okay? And not only is he successful, he's, like, doing something that he loves, and he's successful at that. Like, that's sexy. Like, he really just, like, went out on a limb and, like, auditioned for SNL, and they took a shot on him, and then the rest is fucking history. Now he's, like, producing his own movies based on his own life, and it's just, it's fucking crazy. It's amazing. Other thing, he's close with his mom and his sister, and it's not in a creepy mama's boy way, okay? That's important. That is super fucking important because number one, since it's not in a creepy mama's boy, mama boy's way, like, you know, like his mom isn't going to be like getting involved in your relationship. You know what I mean? It's just that he like loves his mom and he like stays in touch with her and like they're close and like he knows how to treat women like that type of vibe. It's not like weird. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever dated a mama's boy, you know what I mean? So that's like a major green flag. He's really close with his mom and his sister. He's been through some shit. Okay, for me, like I've been through some shit. So like I kind of like that. I kind of like when someone has also been through some shit because you can like relate on like a deep level. You know, it's like we've both been through hell and back and now like we're just surviving. Also, he's sober. I think that's hot because that takes like a lot of like that's like a superpower. Honestly, that's like a lot of like willpower, strength. Like he was like, I have a problem. And he did what he needed to do to fix it. He's very open about his mental health. He's advocates for, like, being on medication. He's open about it. He jokes about it. He's funny as fuck. Like, all of these are positive things. He's vulnerable, you know? Like, if you've ever seen interviews, like, he's he keeps it real. Girls like all this shit. And that is why. And then on top of it, he's just, like, so fucking laid back. He wore, like, black vans to the Met Gala. Like, that's see big dick energy you guys if you wear black fans to the met gala with confidence and it's not even fucking weird where anyone's like oh my god like what the hell like it's just it works that's some crazy big dick energy that i'm about okay all the girls that get it you're agreeing and nodding your heads with what i'm saying and anyone that doesn't get it hopefully you get it now because there's guys that can wear black bands to the met gala and there's guys that can't that's the moral of the story, okay? The guy, the girls that get it and the girls that don't. Okay. And that's the moral of the story. Dang, and he's had really hot girlfriends. Like, Kate Beckinsale, she's a babe. So, I was getting ready for New Year's Eve. And, honestly, a few things that I wanted to discuss and this is kind of a theme for my next year, 2020, hold on, my next year, it's 2023 already, but this is kind of the theme for me, and I think for a lot of different people in my life, it's so important, like, if you're really trying to make your dream life happen, and, like, get shit done, the people that you surround yourself with are so fucking important, like, I really cannot stress that enough. If you have anyone in your life that you're just like not 100% sure about or you're not sure if they're like good for your future or like a positive like influence, like no, like any negative negative vibes, absolutely not. Like your circle should be like ready to go to battle for you and vice versa. That's the type of people you want in your life, period. And people that like you're inspired by and push you to be better. Those are the type of people that we want in our life. And so yeah, it's just really, really important who you surround yourself with. And I think one thing that I take really, really seriously, and I know a few of my close friends, actually not few, all of my close friends take this really seriously, is 
my girlfriends that are in my life, we don't compete with each other. I think that's like a major fucking red flag. And I think those, like, if you have someone in your life that's like clearly competing with you all like all the time, or you just feel that energy, you got to cut them off. Cause that's not, that's not, no, not the vibe. Those are not the kind of people you want in your life, especially if you're trying to make shit happen. You need people that are like really in your corner and you need people that are like doing their own thing too. Cause that's one thing I've noticed is like with my girlfriends, we all are like doing our own thing. Like for example, like I'm really much, I'm very much immersed in like the podcast world. Okay. Like that's like my thing, like podcasting. Nicole, she's very much immersed in the fitness world. Okay. I have another friend who's like a full-blown accountant. Okay. She's very much immersed into that world. Um, Erin, she's like a, actually I'm not going to tell you guys what her job is, but she's very good at what she does as well, but she wants to keep her stuff private, which she's already said on other, other podcasts, but her job, she kills it at. Um, who else? Like I have another friend who's just like the fucking most gnarly has her shit together, stay at home mom, like trying to get her kid in like the best preschools in Brentwood, like just kills it at a stay at home mom. Like she, she puts like notes in like her kids' lunches, you know, that type of shit. Even though all of our lives are like completely different, we all are killing it in our own ways and we're all, we all like support each other. You know what I mean? Like there's no competing because there's a slice of the pie for everyone. And we all are aware of that and we all want each other to win. You know, because we're all, we all like network with each other. We all lift each other up. We introduce each other to people, and that is how it fucking should be. And if you guys don't have friends in your life that are like that, number one, you guys, you're never gonna be fully at peace because that's exhausting having to compete with people that are supposed to be your friends all the time. Like that's fucking weird, and that's like middle school behavior. And we're grown ass women. Yeah, for the most part, people are eighteen or above that listen to this podcast. We're grown ass women. We don't compete with our friends. No, that's weird. If you have any friends like that, get rid of them. Moral of the story. And that's definitely a resolution of mine. I don't have anyone like that in my life anymore, but that's a big one for me for moving forward is lifting each other up always. Let's see. Okay. Kind of along those same that same kind of theme. So one thing that people have been asking me about, <laughs> that sounds so influencer. I haven't been asked this directly in a minute, but I have been asked this like numerous times over the years. And people always ask, they're like, how do you have like your mindset when it comes to haters? Because you guys will see me like whenever I do get like a hater comment, I'll always have like a really nice response back to them. And I'll like post it on my story, make them look like an idiot, you know, kill them with kindness vibes. And they're like, how do you just like, how are you so casual about haters? First off, it's all about a mindset. You guys haters. I take it as a compliment. I've always felt like that about it. Like I truly believe that if you don't have haters, you're not like, this is, this is the thing. I think in order to be successful and to be on the right track, you have to have haters. That means that you're successful and on the right track. If you're pissing people off and mind you, that means that you still need to be like a good person and like be kind and like, you know, like don't do anything that would 
that you deserve hate. You know what I mean? Like, don't like, don't get weird and like egotistical, narcissistic with it. But if you're just like minding your business and just killing it at what you do and you're a good person with a good heart and you have haters, I'm telling you, you're on the right fucking track and keep going. Like, take it as a compliment. It means that people are noticing that you're making shit happen and it's triggering the fuck out of them and it's triggering the fuck out of their insecurities. And now they're projecting their disappointment in themselves because they aren't able to go after what they want and they see you doing it and it pisses them off. So they're going to do whatever they need to do to tear you down so that you don't make your dreams come true because they, for whatever reason, think they aren't capable of making their dreams come true. So they need you to also not be capable of making your dreams come true. As soon as you realize that, haters are no big deal. Like haters, it's a compliment. Every time it happens to me, I'm like, damn, <laughs> like I, I triggered them that day, you know, like it's, I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right things, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. Like, that's what that means. And I always be sure to check myself. Like, did I do anything to deserve this? Like, did I do or say anything that could have been perceived as like mean or like not? A, no. And if I check all my boxes and I'm good it's a good sign. And I'm stoked about that hater. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's a little sign on the right track. And I think all of you guys should do that because it's, it will change your life hundred <laughs> percent. And I think also you guys speaking of like making your dreams come true and just like the right way to like manifest and make your dream dream life happen. I've kind of touched on this in the past, Number one, just like showing up every single day, like thinking, I talked about this, I think in last episode, just every single day thinking, what do you want out of life? Like, what, what is your dream life like? Like, what do you look like? What do you wear? What do you do? Who you're with? Like, what, what does your dream life look like in five years from now? And whatever you need to do to show up as that person every single day, you do it. And then eventually things are just going to start falling into place. Another way honestly, and this is going to sound a little cray, but it fucking works. And I highly recommend, I told you like, I'm a big energy person. Okay. Whatever you like to put your energy in into like will manifest and your thoughts like make your entire fucking reality. And if you're just always thinking like negatively and like things are never going to work out and like always in like a lack mindset, like that's going to manifest into your reality. So I'm all about being delusional as fuck. <laughs> okay. You just positive thoughts. Okay. You are, you live in your dream fucking apartment. You're rolling in bread. Okay. You're going on crazy vacation. I mean, you are just living your delusional ass fucking life in your mind. And I'm telling you, it will manifest shit at record speed. Like I, I'm not going to tell you what just happened to me because I can't say anything yet, but literally right before I started podcasting tonight, I got all ready for my podcast, okay? I'm a night shower person, which actually I kind of need to switch that up because I heard it's bad for your hair to sleep on wet hair and I I let my hair dry naturally. So I maybe need to not be a night shower person anymore. But as of now, I'm still a night shower person. And before I podcast, I like take my scalding hot shower, okay? Like fucking scalding, like burn the skin off my body. Shower, get all good. I do my skincare routine, I get my coffee ready. I light my candle. <laughs> Most people are like taking shots before they podcast. I'm like getting in my room. 
or on my couch and I'm lighting candles. I'm all showered and clean. I'm in my hoodie and my pajama bottoms. I got my coffee on my little coaster right here and my mic and I'm like ready to go, ready to rock and roll. So yeah, so I did my whole little routine and I got all ready for my podcast and right as I'm like getting my coffee all situated and I'm like lighting my candles, getting all my equipment set up, I get a DM and I'm not going to say who it's from, but it's something that I've been fucking being delusional as fuck about in my mind for so long. Like I've literally imagined myself working for these people and yeah, they slid in my DMs and I'm kind of freaking out. I haven't told anyone. I haven't even told Aaron or no, nobody knows about this. So I'm going to tell her tomorrow. I'm going to tell a few people tomorrow. But yeah, so that's what I'm saying, you guys. Be delusional because being delusional and just imagining your dream life all the time, it's putting your mindset in in a, a, an abundance mindset okay not a lack mindset and therefore you're putting out energy that you already have all of these amazing things that you think about and dream about all the time and it's just going to attract all that shit in your life okay so that's a little manifesting 101 and I know it sounds crazy okay I know it does I'm not one of those <laughs> like I, I know it does but I promise it also fucking works just positive vibes all the time And also, you guys can't get stuck in a rut. It's like things aren't always going to go right. So this is how I handle when things go wrong, okay? Because I I jump – I'm pretty fucking resilient. Like, shit hits the fan, and, like, I jump back from things pretty quick. So this is what I do. If something goes wrong or, like, I didn't get a job that I wanted or I didn't get the apartment I wanted or whatever it may be, okay, just something that – I really wanted to happen. It didn't happen. And I I have to re-game plan. That's how I live my life, you guys. I'm constant game planning all the time, okay? Game plan all the time. But also live in the moment. You have to find a balance. But anyways, so say that like something doesn't go right so, and you're like heartbroken, you're upset. Maybe it's a guy situation, a girl situation, whatever. You need to take like a day to process it okay feel it grieve it if you need to cry cry get it out okay have your day to be sad okay if you need to lay in bed do nothing you get one day to really grieve it process it let it out and then the very next day you get the fuck out of bed you balls to the wallet okay we're new game plan what are we doing now next step okay that's that's how we live life we feel it we have the moment We process it and then we redo the game plan and we're back on track. And that is how I fucking live my life. And if you do that shit, I promise you things are going to work out. Another big thing with manifesting, and I've like talked about this in the past. You can't just like sit at home and just like dream, like be delusional and dream of your life. Like you have to put action into it. And I think the one thing that sets, actually, I don't think this is a fact. The thing that sets apart the people that make it and the people that don't, the people that make it nine out of 10 times, they're just the people that put themselves out there. You guys would be shocked how few people put themselves out there. But if you really just say, fuck it. So that's just what you guys have to remember. There's a very, there's, there's just people that put themselves out there and there's people that don't. And the people that put themselves out there, you guys, they've heard no a lot. They've heard no a lot. But they also just constantly say fuck it and they never stop trying. And they just know that like 
you just can't take no as an answer. If you get no as an answer, you're asking the wrong person. You have to figure out who the right person is to ask. And you just keep game planning and switching up the plan until you fucking get a yes. And maybe that takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And maybe it's not going to happen right away. But if you stay consistent and persistent and keep putting yourself out there and refuse to take no as an answer, I promise you one day someone's going to say yes. And that is what sets apart the people that make it and the people that don't. The people that make it refuse to take no for an answer and they get creative with it and they do whatever they need to do to set up their life so that one day they're going to get that yes. And the people that don't make it and don't follow their dreams are just fine. If you're, if you're, if you're cool with just, you know, living a comfortable life, like that's totally cool. But if you want to make some big shit happen, you got to do the previous (laughs) previous advice you got to go balls to the wall and you just got to say fuck it and you got to keep putting yourself out there and you got to refuse to take no as an answer and you just got to get creative with it and I strongly fucking believe that and anyone that's made it any like self-help book or inspirational book or by like a CEO like I've read a lot of books and every single time that's what they say is I just put myself out there enough times until someone finally said yes and I believe that shit thousand thousand percent um okay let's see so I talked about haters I went on my rant about Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber that was random okay a few different things that are just I'm not okay with lately okay so before I dive into this like relationship and dating advice because I feel like I always kind of give you guys some tips on that I wanted to one last little point about the hater situation and the correct mindset for that. I know that we're kind of all over the place. But another thing that really helps me with this, besides the fact that it's like I take it as a compliment and it means that I'm on the right track, you have to really remind yourself that literally, no matter what you do, you're never going to make everybody happy. Like, truly. And as soon as you really realize that and accept that and just know that you can literally do everything right, like you could be, you could do everything right, like to a T and people will still find shit wrong with what you did, like period. It's, it's absolutely impossible to make everybody happy. Someone will find something wrong with you or someone will be annoyed by something about you. And that's just like a fact of life. And as soon as you realize that and you're not here to make anybody else happy but yourself, you're golden, period. As long as you're happy and like your loved ones are proud of you and like you have healthy relationships, that's all that fucking matters. Anything, anything other than that is irrelevant. And as soon as you realize that, golden ticket, you're, you're invincible at that point. You're literally invincible and it's the most freeing, peaceful fucking feeling. So number one, haters and hate, take it as a compliment. Number two, if all of your ducks are in a row and you are truly, you did everything correct and your family's chill with your actions and your loved ones are happy and you're happy with yourself, who gives a fuck what anybody else says? Their opinions are relevant. You don't give a fuck about that. And you're golden. I promise you guys, recipe to success, period. Period, end of discussion. Okay, let's talk about some relationship shit, dating in general, because I know you guys come here because I've 
been through it all. First off, if you're dating someone, okay, and this has happened to me on more than one occasion. If you are dating someone, first off, you and that that person, like, you don't need to have, like, everything in common. Okay, and this applies to, like, anyone, like, whether you're in the talking stage, whether you're, like, dating, whether you're, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, married, whatever it may be, any type of relationship. If you're into girls, if you're into whatever you're into, okay, you're in whatever kind of relationship with whatever kind of person, you guys don't need to be exactly the same, okay? I actually personally think the, like, magic recipe is when you have enough in common, but you also have enough that's, like, different, so you can balance each other out. You, If you're too much alike, I feel like that's kind of not a vibe. That's just my opinion, but what I'm about to get into I think it's really good when you have like your own hobbies and your own loves and your own interests because that way like you're able to kind of still keep like your own life and your own shit when you're like are with someone because that's fucking healthy. But one major, major red flag, you guys, in any phase of dating, okay, if this happens and like I said, this has happened to me more than once and I'll never let this shit happen again. If being with that person If they ever put down things that you love, you guys, it's kind of like a three strikes you're out. Like I've literally been with guys like where I stopped reading books because they thought it was like nerdy and weird that I was like always wanting to read a book. And like you guys know me, I fucking love reading. Okay, it's like my favorite thing to do. And I was so self-conscious about reading because I literally had dudes like think it was weird and like (laughs) not normal how much I like to read. Another thing, like, I'm really into, like, the arts. I'm really into, like, musicals and, like, going to Broadway and going to the ballet and, like, painting. Like, if anyone ever, like, is making fun of me because (laughs) I've, like, been a theater kid or because I, like, am into musicals or I want to go to the ballet, no, period. Like, so, like, he doesn't have to be, like, in love with the ballet. But if he ever is, like, making fun of you or, like, refuses to go with you, no, you guys, sorry, red flag, run. Anything along those lines. If there's something that you love and it's a big part of your life and the person you are with is ever talking down about that, ever, like, refuses to ever participate in it, I mean, he doesn't need to, like, do it with you all the time, but, like, you know what I'm saying, okay? Those are, like, major red flags. Run from that shit. Guys or girls, when you like someone's photo on Instagram, I listened to a very interesting conversation recently, and honestly, low-key, I kind of fucking agree, and it's an extreme opinion, but I think it's valid. When a guy likes your photo on Instagram, that equals, like, down to fuck. <laughs> I know that sounds extreme, but but it's facts, okay? Because what what is social media, essentially? Essentially, it's just a menu, a buffet of humans <laughs> that we just look at all day long. If you are in a committed relationship with someone and they are liking like Insta models photos, which are basically just boobs and ass on display, why the fuck are they liking that, you guys? It's not because they're like, oh, she's such a pretty girl. I support her career. No, he's down to fuck. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to make it any clearer. I don't know how to make it any nicer. Okay. It's been like, I've become more aware of it because I used to be that person that just would like scroll on Instagram and I would just like, like people's shit. And it, I never thought it really meant anything until I've talked to a few different people and I've heard their opinion on it. And it's like, 
it's a pretty valid reason, you guys. It's a pretty valid, like, it makes sense. It makes fucking sense. Because when you think of it like that, where it's like, what are you really saying when you're liking someone's Instagram post? It depends. It really depends on the content of the post. But I'm letting you know right now, if it's like a hot photo in any way, like an attractive photo in any way, if you're a girl liking a man's attractive photo, if you're a guy like liking a girl's attractive photo, it's DTF period, period. I'm sorry. Argue with me. We'll go in circles all fucking day. But there's nothing that you're saying besides I'm attracted to you and I'd be down. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know what else it could be saying besides that. Please let me know if you have thoughts. But I overheard this whole conversation. And I, at first, I was like, wow, that's a pretty extreme opinion. But then I thought about it more deeply. And I was like, you know what? They got a fucking point. So yeah, at the end of the day, before you like that photo think do I want everyone in the world <laughs> to think that I want to fuck this person and if you're okay with that then go off do it but if you're not think before the like think before the like along those lines another major fucking red flag and again this could be in any phase actually no this can't really be at the very beginning phase of something with someone because, like, maybe the first time you sleep over, you're, like, all excited and, like, nervous and you can't sleep. So forget that. But if you've ever been, like, kind of dating someone for a while and you've, like, slept in their bed, like, a few times, if you cannot fall asleep with that person next to you, that's kind of a red flag. Like, because this is the thing, you guys. I've had a few different boyfriends in my life. I've dated a few different people here and there. And I've slept in different guys' beds. The guys where I could not fall asleep next to and was like tossing and turning the whole night and just like not comfortable with those were the toxic ones those were the ones that like I had the worst breakups with that I was always fighting always drama always bullshit and it's like my inner self like was so like restless with them and so just like not safe that I couldn't sleep if you ever find someone where you can just like sleep peacefully next to them green flags you guys green fucking flags want to know why because that means like you feel at peace you feel at ease you feel safe like you feel comfortable that you like that's your most vulnerable is when you're sleeping next to someone so if you can just sleep peacefully next to them green fucking flag you guys green fucking flag and never forget it obviously you're not going to find that out for a while I mean if you want to find that out night one go off queen like no judging here but it might take it might take some time to realize that, but I'm letting you know right now, if you can't sleep peacefully next to them and it's been a minute, mm, red flags, red flags all the fucking way. Um, let's do one more red flag and one more major green flag. And then we'll kind of I'll talk about the giving gallery again and my plans for this weekend. That's it. This is gonna be the end of that this episode. Oh, wait, before, sorry, you guys, I forgot to show, tell you guys about the two new books I freaking got. I'll save these last green, one green flag, one red flag after I talk about these books. Also, you guys, I know this freaking episode is kind of all over the fucking place, but it's okay. It's okay because my life's kind of been all over the place. And I will say, though, you guys, I've been having a lot of fun off of social media. Like this weekend when I went out. I kind of touched on it. I posted one drink when I was like buzzed. But besides that, I was just like enjoying life off my phone this whole weekend. And 
it's been really good, you guys, for my mental health. Like, I have honestly truly feel like a new woman. I think a lot of different things are helping my, my mental health, but I think a big fucking factor of it is this no social media thing. So highly recommend it, and I'll keep you guys updated on my thoughts, but so far it's been fucking fire. And because I've been off of social media, I'm back into reading. I got two books that we're about to dive into. Side note, I'm still finishing up Crescent City for all of you bitches that know. And I need to read the most recent from Blood and Ash book. So there are things that I need to catch up on. But you know me, I'm just going to get books when I want to get books. So my brother, one of my brothers, he got me a book for Christmas and it is called A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting. It's by Sophie Irwin. Should I read you the summary or just the little like little quotes about it? I'll just read you the little review quotes about it. Plucky, witty, and bright, readers of Jane Austen and fans of Bridgerton will swoon and fan themselves as they devour this fun, frolicking bonbon of a book. So, again, anyone that knows me knows how feral I went over Bridgerton season one. So, obviously, my brother read this and was like, yeah, Casey's going to like this book. So, he was right, and that's what – I haven't started it yet, but I'm about to. A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting by Sophie Irwin. Yeah, it looks freaking cute. Like, here's another review. Move over, Mr. Darcy, readers of Jane Austen. Um, will adore this hilarious, sparkling debut, utterly ir- irresistible. Bridgerton fans will devour Sophie Irwin's Regency debut. A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting is a confection to be savored. Yeah, you guys, this is so up my fucking alley. It's not even funny. So that's one book. And then, of course, you guys, I saw I went to Barnes and Noble the other day in the rain. It was kind of cute. I was like in my hoodie and I no umbrella, just getting all wet at the Grove by myself. Um, and I went into Barnes and Noble to get a coffee and a book because that is what one does. And a new book, a signed edition of the book by Scarlett St. Clair. She's the one that does the Touch of Darkness series. That's like the whole, I'm about to sound real fucking nerdy right now. I'm a little embarrassed, but whatever. She's the one that does the like Hades and Persephone books and they're real naughty and real good. I'm real obsessed with them, but that's a story for another day. But she started a new series I think it's like Tristan and Isolde, Adrian and Isolde. I don't know. They're all these like fucking characters. I thought that sounded idiotic, but you know what I mean. These like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, Adrian and Isolde, you know, the, okay, we, whatever. We're getting back to the book. So I was walking through Barnes Noble and I see this, it's like a black and red cover there's like roses on it and blood and knives and then it says king of battle and blood and I was like okay obviously this is right up my fucking alley and I wasn't wrong so this is the premise are you guys ready it sounds so good Isolde Delara considers her wedding day to be her death day to end a years-long war and protect the people of her kingdom she is to marry this is the part where I lost my shit you guys she is to marry the vampire king Adrian Alexander Vasiliev like I don't know how to say it and kill him okay we're all crazy intrigued right now correct yeah I'm gonna keep reading buckle up everyone but her assassination attempt is thwarted, and Adrian warns that if Isolde tries to kill him again, he will raise her as the undead. 
Faced with the possibility of becoming the thing she hates most, Isolde seeks other ways to defy him and survive the violence and political machinish. I don't know how to say that word. Um, of Adrian's brutal vi- vampire court. Okay, yeah. So obviously they're gonna fall in love, but they're gonna hate each other for a while, and there's gonna be a lot of tension. We love when there's a lot of tension, and they're trying not to be together. Okay, and finishes off. Except it isn't the court she ends up fearing the most. It's Adrian and her intense attraction to him. Hell yes. Wrapped in mystery and a past he refuses to discuss. We love a dark past. Adrian nevertheless starts to become less of a monster to his old. Oh, you, you, you think? I, I didn't see that coming. Despite their undeniable chemistry, Isolde can't help but wonder why the king, fierce, complicated, ambitious, oh, all great words. Oh, we love complex. And at times, inexplicably tender, chose her as consort. The answer will shatter her world. Yeah, you guys, this is so Ooh, yeah, we're going to start reading that tonight. I, probably as soon as I get off this pod. Um Okay, so those are the books that I'm reading, and I'm finishing Crescent City, the second book. So that's kind of where we're at. Okay, you guys, so finishing up this episode with a green flag and a red flag. Okay, red flag, because this, I really need you guys all to listen to this right now, because I've been seeing this a lot lately, and I've been seeing people make jokes about it on TikTok, and truly, if you're still doing this, If you're, like, 18 to, like, early 20s, because I know there are some younger people that listen to this, you're still learning, okay? And I'll let let it slide if you're doing this. But if you are in your mid to late 20s and 30s and older, we're grown-ass women. We've been through heartbreak. We've been through some shit. We should know. We we should know better, okay? And if you don't know better, I'm going to let you know. We are not, and I repeat, we are never putting long ass, long ass, crazy fucking captions with our significant others on Instagram. Okay. And you know the captions I'm talking about. The captions where it's just so fucking obvious that some shit's going on behind closed doors. <laughs> and like, you guys are not happy. Like, you guys are not. Like, this is not a good relationship. And one thing that always gives this away, besides the crazy novel caption, is there's always talk of the ups and downs. The second you put a caption on Instagram and it has anything about the ups and downs with this person, your relationship is doomed. It's failing. You're never going to fucking work it out. It's never going to work. And I swear by this because I used to be this bitch, okay? I used to be that girl that would write these fucking crazy ass (laughs) novel captions and I would talk about the ups and downs and guess what every time I did that it was with someone that was like it was not a good relationship it was really fucked up it was like really really dark and like not ideal and very toxic and I was like needing validation and I was needing to like cover up the truth so I would write these ridiculous fucking embarrassing ass captions you guys if you are with someone and it's a healthy relationship and like it's the real, like, it's it's a good one. You know, it's healthy. It's loving. You guys want a future together. Like, every, like everything's good. The healthy relationships are not writing novel captions about each other. You guys, they're, like, writing, like, two-word things or, like, 
a funny like inside joke that makes no fucking sense or they're like roasting each other you know like blake um freaking what's her name blake lively and ryan reynolds you know how they just like roast each other on the internet all the time like that's because those couples really love each other so they don't need to write out these crazy novel captions talking about the ups and downs if you guys had ups and downs like that needs to like stay private like between you and that person because not everyone's perfect couples go through shit okay maybe there were some ups and downs in the past or in the beginning or whenever but you got through that shit and now that needs to stay private okay (laughs) like we don't need to broadcast it to all your fucking followers and everyone that knows you that's weird So let's all agree that in 2023, we're not doing that shit anymore because it's embarrassing, it's weird, and it's dooming your entire fucking relationship. And you just let everybody know that you're in a toxic situation and it's basically a fucking nightmare being with this person. And anyone that was actually truly in love would not be writing long-ass novels trying to get validation about their relationship, okay? So that's a red flag if you have captions like that everyone write this down because it's facts it's bible i'm saying it right now 10 out of 10 fucking times the second ups and downs are in a caption they're they're doomed maybe they won't break up for like a year two years five years they're breaking up one day though a thousand percent green flag biggest fucking green flag ever and this is goes for you or for someone else if you ever find yourself or someone else trying to be better for you like for example if if you're a girl and you are dating a guy and you find yourself not only just wanting to be better for yourself but also like better for him that's like that means you really fucking care about that person (laughs) okay that's like some real deal shit that means like you are aware that your actions and like how healed you are and like your trauma and your your bullshit all of your unhealed shit if you don't get a handle on that, that's going to affect the person that you care about. So green flag, when they want to be a better person for you and you can actively see them trying and you are actively seeing changes, green fucking flag. That's some shit. Like I want to be with someone that inspires me to be a better person, to be like the best fucking version of myself and vice versa. Like I want to be that for them. And if it's not like that, it's not right you got to be like each other's biggest cheerleaders just balls to the wall being better for each other for yourself and each other and I think that's a major green flag when you see someone putting action into like becoming better not just for themselves but for you and like the overall health and love of your relationship okay we talked a lot about some random shit today I'm sorry if I rambled per usual that's what this pod is about, though. I feel like we covered a lot of shit. And now, what am I about to do? I'm going to go walk Nova. I'm back at work tomorrow. This episode will be up on Tuesday the 3rd. Everyone, this year's our year. This year's my year. It's your year. I'm coming for everything. 2023 is fucking personal for me, and I'm coming for it all. And you should, too. Join me on this venture because it's going to be a good time. I already have my whole outfit picked out for tomorrow. It's, like, cute as hell, you guys. I'm wearing, like, this – I'm wearing black tights and, like, black knee-high boots. They're, like, leather boots. And then I have, like, a plaid 
like navy blue and like khaki skirts it's very professional looking it's not casual and then I have this black like turtleneck sweater and I'm gonna have a black blazer over it I'm gonna put my hair half up half down with a bow my glasses my makeup done I think it's kind of a vibe it's like preppy professional ready to take on Beverly Hills and ready to take on life okay let's make 2023 our year and that's it you guys I love you all and thank you for listening to me ramble again on my living room couch go follow me on Instagram at my it's at my living room couch go leave a five-star review go leave a review we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and that's it you guys see you next week